This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. just makes him colder. He's an hello, hello. This is Deb Creer, the socialite, and welcome to my program. Thanks to everybody for switching times. Uh, we used to be on at noon, and now we're on at 1. That's because Mile High Radio is adding programs, so congratulations to them. I am thrilled today to be here with Lita Citron, who is just an absolute delightful person. She's making faces at me. See, don't we, don't we wish that we had a camera in studio? Um, but her brief bio, and I actually had to cut her bio because we'd be talking about her bio forever and we want to actually chat with her in person. But Lita thinks in full circles. She launched Lita 360, her company, to devise corporate marketing strategies and personal branding processes with strong starting points, but no end. You know, how many of us are like that? They're built continuously and intuitively to revolve and evolve around client business objectives while proactively positioning companies to run circles around their competitors. Her background includes 23 years of designing, creating, and implementing brand marketing programs and strategies for both public and private companies. Now, obviously, she started when she was eight. Um, she is equally comfortable developing an intuitive brand strategy through social media campaign as she is mapping out detailed marketing action plans across industries, ranging from education and financial services to real estate and business processing outsourcing. She is the author of Reputation 360, Creating Power Through Personal Branding, and is often interviewed about personal branding on television and radio, and probably even print media. I didn't include yeah. that, but yeah. yeah. So um, she's also a very active volunteer. In fact, that's one of the roles that we share. We volunteer together with Families First. And with that, I would like to turn it over to Lita. How did you get into working with people about personal branding? And first, what is personal branding? Well, thank you, Deb. It's great to be here. We uh, we share a long past together and, and a wonderful friendship in addition to being uh, respected colleagues. Um, personal branding is the process by which we articulate our value to an audience that needs to find us compelling and relevant. A lot of times when we think about branding, we think of companies branding. So we think of Nike or the Intel um, tune, and, th and that's what we think of as a brand. But individuals have brands too. We all have a reputation. We all have a way that other people feel about us. Personal branding is the proactive side of being more intentional and sort of systematic about how you create a reputation that pe that will cause people to find you compelling and relevant. Great. I start, you know, I've been in branding for 20 plus years, as you mentioned, starting when I was actually five, not oh, eight. Okay. Um, I aged for three years. years. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and all the times that I worked for, you know, Fortune 100 companies or consumer products companies, we were always coaching the executives 
to match up their individual values and beliefs with the values and beliefs of the company. So when I started Lita 360, I decided that not only was I going to continue to help companies brand themselves, but I was going to actually hang out a shingle to help people brand themselves, similar to the work I had been doing for many, many years. And right. it's surprising that, you know, three and a half years later, that's probably 70% mm -hmm. of my business. Well, and I think a lot of us get caught up in, you know, we're, we're the company we work for. You know, we're that CEO or we're that marketing manager or we're somebody's mom, somebody's wife, somebody's friend. And that's all great. But if somebody were asked to describe me, how would they describe me? And I think that's the, the whole aspect behind personal branding is, you know, I don't want somebody to say, hey, she works for or she does this. I want them to say that she's a, an entrepreneur. She's a great person. She's, you know, whatever. So how do you go about building something like that? Well, there's actually a couple things in what you said that I want to point to. The first being the difference between identity and role. Because a lot of times in personal branding, we have to separate those mm -hmm. two. And we mix them when we, we shouldn't. Mix, well, we mix oh, them yeah. because mm -hmm. we don't know. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of times we identify ourselves by our role. So when somebody gets laid off or they get divorced or the kids leave home, right. they say, well, I, you know, I was... Yeah, uh, that identity Or I was Mrs. So-and-so, mm -hmm. and now I don't know who I am. Mm -hmm. Your identity is where your personal brand sits. That's where your values and your beliefs mm -hmm. and your unique attributes really lie. We change roles over time. We change roles throughout, sometimes many of us, you know, many <laughs> roles during our, our lifetime. Um, and if you don't separate the two, it, it, it can become really problematic. Um, the steps to building a personal brand, I mean, as I cover in my book, Reputation 360, they really start with understanding the authentic side of you. Most of my clients tend to be very senior executives. And by the time I work with them, a lot of times there's been a lot of marketing coaching. So to really get to that authenticity mm -hmm. requires peeling the layers back. Mm -hmm. um, but for most of us, it really just starts with thinking about, you know, how do I want other people to feel about me? Mm -hmm. Not how do I want them to know me, but how do I want them to feel? The branding is the feeling part. Mm -hmm. The marketing is the knowing. So really, how do I, you mentioned, you know, do I want to feel that Deb is an entrepreneur? Well, I, I, I would think Deb would want more than just right. an entrepreneur, mm -hmm. but she's an entre entrepreneur who brings passion and humor and inquisitiveness to social media conversations. You know, that's a defined personal brand mm -hmm. because it sets an expectation of how I'm going to feel about working with Deb. Great. Um, and then you go through the whole process. Mm -hmm. Well, I've obviously read your book, um, and anyone who would like to read a book can purchase a copy. Um, you just go to, to Lita's website, and it's lita360.com, and you can buy a, a book that way. It, you know, there were so many fascinating insights in there, but I think one of the, the nice analogies that really struck home for me was the analogy about the car. So talk to us about how when you're talking to somebody and you say, you know, t what type of car would you be if you, if you described yourself or if somebody else described you? I thought that was very cool. Well, and obviously with a name like Citroen, cars are near and dear to my, dear to my heart. Um, but the analogy actually helps us not only understand ourselves but understand our audiences. And the way we express that in the book is if you were to ask yourself, so if I was a car, what kind of car would I be and why? If I was a song, what kind of song would I be? And if I was a beverage, what kind of beverage would I be? And in answering that question, you might say, you know, I'll give you an example. I, had a, I have a client who is uh, an entrepreneur. He's a CEO of a technology company that's wildly successful in the education space. And when he answered those questions, he said, if I was a car, I would be NASCAR 
built for one time around the track, all thrust, all speed, all energy. He said, if I was a song, I would be heavy metal, all percussion, (laughs) bang, 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 bang. I'm like, okay. (laughs) He was a very intense person. And if he was a beverage, he would be Red Bull. Uh All energy, all about action. So we went through that self-analysis part. But then when we were talking about target audiences, which is a big focus of the book, because Mm -hmm. you have to know who your audience Mm -hmm. is, his audience was involved in education. They were administrators, school districts, teachers. Oh, so he's a little in your face. So when we did the exercise for his audience, we said, what kind of car would they be? And he said they would be like an old Volkswagen bug from the 60s with the flower stickers. (laughs) <laughs> and if they were a song, he described they would be a folk song. And if they were a beverage, the first thing that came to mind for him is milk. Oh. <laughs> so my point is, you know, as his consultant mm-hmm. was to say, okay, look at your Red Bull, NASCAR, mm-hmm. and heavy metal, and your audience is milk, folk song, and a Volkswagen bug. Right. There was a gap yeah. there. So just understanding mm-hmm. that allowed him to choose to modify his mm-hmm. behavior in certain ways to get better right. results with them. And you're not asking him to change. You know, not who he is. NASCAR no. is NASCAR. You yeah. know, he's he's not going to be the Volkswagen Beetle. But knowing how then to adapt maybe mm-hmm. how he's wording things, you know, even just how he greets people sometimes mm-hmm. could be part of that. It's all a choice. And he could choose to affect his behavior, to modify his mm-hmm. behavior to produce a desi- desired outcome. Right. It's never about changing people because mm-hmm. I can't change somebody you can't. If you've ever been married, you know you cannot change <laughs> another human being as much as you might try. But if, if you see it in your best interest to you know, perhaps tone down the heavy jewelry mm-hmm. or perhaps tone down the body language mm-hmm. if your audience isn't responding. Those are behaviors you can modify, which will create a desired response. Mm-hmm. And that's the part of personal branding on the marketing side that we focus on. Okay, great. So you've been doing this for, you know, 20 plus years. Mm-hmm. Why? I, clearly you have a passion for it mm-hmm. and, and you are very good at it. I've Thank heard you. several of your presentations and love them. You know, what do you think drives you to do this? When I, in 2008, when the market was crashing and I left my job and started putting my resume together and looking at one ads, actually my husband stopped me and he said, you know, instead of just getting another job, why don't you figure out what you really want to do? And I, I reflected a lot on that because I'd never been stopped in my tracks like that. Mm-hmm. And I took myself through a personal branding exercise of my own. Mm. And what I realized is, you know, all these corny people that say, I get up every morning and I love what I do and I never work a day in my life. What if that wasn't corny? What if you really could do mm-hmm. that? And I put together a job description of what I wanted to do and realized that that ideal job mm-hmm. meant I had to do it myself. Right. And I've never looked back. It was never a test. It was a 100% commitment. Mm-hmm. I get to work with some of the most fascinating people all over the world, people who you read about and watch on TV mm-hmm. and are just um, amazing, as well as people who you'll never hear about, and they're truly amazing. And, and being able to help them understand how to be more authentic, mm-hmm. how to be more valuable to the organization as a contributor um, is probably the most rewarding work I've ever done in my career. Great. Yeah. 
Well, and I think that's probably one of the things that is difficult, especially maybe for somebody who's looking for a job, Mm -hmm. is they think they have to become something else. You know, whether it's just dressing or, you know, all of those various things. And then, unfortunately, it doesn't work because they get into that job and it's not who they are. So, you know, to, to I think that was one of the things that I liked most about the book was, as you've said several times, being authentic to yourself. You know, there is a difference between a job and a career. And sometimes we do have to take mm-hmm. the job. I mean, you know, we have to eat. Pay the phone bill. But, sure. you know, there are definitely ways maybe outside of that job to, to get back to being authentic to yourself and in things like that. Mm-hmm. Do you find that people struggle sometimes with finding who they are? It's, is it a challenge? Have they built walls? All of those various things. Oh, yes, yes, and yes. Um, and, and a lot of the conversations I am having right now, especially in the media, are around job seekers. Um, because it's not about a resume anymore. I mean, as you know from mm-hmm. the world you live in, which is social media, it's a pull strategy, not mm-hmm. a push strategy. Um, a resume is just a reflection of what you've done in the past. It mm-hmm. doesn't tell me who you are. But I would say even the person who, and, and I speak a lot at the college and university mm-hmm. level because they're just going into the world, as well as work one-on-one with senior executives mm-hmm. who perhaps have had 30, mm-hmm. 40 year careers and are now looking to make things more meaningful. It really doesn't matter where you are in the spectrum. Um, it, it, it is very hard to figure out who you authentically are. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember working with a young woman from the University of Denver who was, boy, talk about a catch. She was in her mid-20s getting her dual law degree and a master's in business. Woo-hoo. I was showing her pictures of mm-hmm. my son. <laughs> yeah. Isn't he handsome? <laughs> the ideal future daughter-in-law for me. Um, of course, my son was young at the time. But, well, um, that's all right. She, she could be a cougar. She, <laughs> thought, she thought her whole life was planned out mm-hmm. ahead of her until somebody like me comes across her path and says, what do you really want to do mm-hmm. with this? How do you want it? What do you want it to mean? Mm-hmm. You can go work in the State Department or mm-hmm. the, you know, the United Nations and, but, but how is that all gonna, how is this all gonna fit together to create a legacy for you that's meaningful and personal and ties your values together? And, and it was literally like stopping her dead in her tracks. She had never thought about it. Um, and it's not in a spiritual sense, but it is in a, um, in a real way that mm-hmm. we don't often stop to think about what it all means yeah. and what our value really can become. I love it. Well, we are about at time to take a break. And so when we come back, I really want to focus on your work with college students and uh, talk a, a little bit about that. So we will be back in just a couple of minutes. Well, I'm running down the road trying to loosen my load. I got seven women. sound of your own wheels drive you crazy Lighten up while you still can Don't even try to understand Just find a place to make your stand Take it
Hi there, and we are back. I'm Deb Creer, the socialite. I realized earlier I forgot to introduce myself. That's always fun. You know, here I am talking to a personal branding expert, and I forget to say who I am. I What I do is I am passionate about working with professionals to show them how to use social media to promote both themselves and their businesses. So I love doing this program because I get to meet so many interesting people. But I knew Lita long before this program, long before, several years. Um, and what I really wanted to talk about now is how personal branding, as, as someone who is just getting out of college, what they should be doing. And I'll admit, um, I teach a class at Metro State. I have assigned listening to the program today to my students, and they're supposed to write a couple of paragraphs about why personal branding is important to them as they get ready to go into the job market. So let's talk about that. You know, how, as somebody who's 20 years old, somebody who's 30, whatever, sometimes they don't even stop to think what their brand is. They just want that job. You know, mm-hmm. they have that degree, they just want that job, and they don't care. They have no idea what a personal brand is. You talked about the fact that you work with college students. What advice do you give them? Well, f- start right now. Right this <laughs> it's very never too second. late. Well, it, sometimes it is too mm-hmm. it's late, yeah, to but it's never things. too late, mm-hmm. right? Um, I'll give you an example. I, I was interviewing earlier this year for a position within my own company, and yes, I'm in, in mm-hmm. the reputation management mm-hmm. business. I had been given a resume of a, of a young gal, you know, a couple years out of college. She looked amazing on paper. I knew her mother. I, I just I was so excited to meet her. But like any hiring manager, future employer, the first thing I did is I typed her name into Google. Mm-hmm. And the first thing I found was her college MySpace account. Oh, no. Um, she had a lot of fun in college. Oh, dear. And there were pictures of her oh. having a lot of fun with a lot of different alcohols oh. in college. And I, I wasn't willing to take mm-hmm. the risk. Now, there's a lot of uh, controversy around the HR mm-hmm. rules. Mm-hmm. But the bottom line is you can't unsee it. Right. It influenced my perception of her mm-hmm. and branding personal branding is all about perception mm-hmm. so when I say start right now start mm-hmm. becoming intentional about how other people mm-hmm. can perceive you based on what they find mm-hmm. online how they meet you in person if you want to be taken seriously and you show up at a you know with a baseball cap turned around and the sagging pants and a torn up t-shirt it's going to affect how I judge you mm-hmm. and and we were all taught not to judge. Right. Our parents taught us. Our mothers sat us down and said, you know, it doesn't matter what other people mm-hmm. think about you. I'm sorry, I, I, but I'm here to say it does. Well, it absolutely does. And because you really it can't undo that first impression. No. You know, whether it's something you saw online or, you know, you met somebody at, say, a networking event and they weren't appropriately dressed mm-hmm. or anything like that. You know, or you, they you made an can't. off-color joke mm-hmm. or they posted something online that mm-hmm. was offensive. Now, that doesn't mean that you only get one shot. Right. Because there is something called norming that we do in branding. Mm-hmm. And in, what we mean by norming is if I tip, if I know Deb Creer mm-hmm. to be warm and personable and funny and one day I see her in a grocery store and she's yelling at the cashier, <laughs> that doesn't mean that all of a sudden my perception of Deb mm-hmm. has completely changed and you, you've damaged mm-hmm. your reputation. Because the normal is X and right. I just happen to see mm-hmm. Y. But in a first impression, we don't have mm-hmm. any other context. Mm-hmm. So for, especially for people just entering the workforce, look at every touch point and, and ask yourself, can I be more intentional? Mm-hmm. Can I dress a little bit better? Uh, if I want to be taken more mm-hmm. seriously, what about the people that I hang out with? Mm-hmm. And a lot of times when I'm speaking at a, at a university setting, um, we talk about the association. You know, mm-hmm. how do you, who do you right. associate with? Yeah. Um, teachers form perception. Mm-hmm 
based on the kinds of friends you mm-hmm. hang out with, the things I can find online about you, your um, use of technology, your use of um, spell check, you know, the mm-hmm. little things that can really make a difference. Right. I remember when my son was applying to college, he got friend requests from the athletic directors at the colleges he mm-hmm. was applying to. So what does he do if he chooses on Facebook not to accept the friend request? Mm-hmm. That sends a scary yeah. signal. Yeah. And if What's he, he hiding? It, right. Mm-hmm. And if he accepts it, luckily mm-hmm. they were, you know, they had listened to their mother mm-hmm. all those years mm-hmm. um, and his Facebook was mm-hmm. fine, but it is about perception. Right. And so whether you're just starting out or you've been doing this for 30 mm-hmm. years, start becoming more intentional. Well, and when I give my classes, you know, whether it's a seminar on LinkedIn or, you know, teaching a class, things like that, I tell people... We are eighth graders, in essence. We are who we hang out with, or at least we're perceived as being like that. So maybe you've got a great presence on Facebook, but all of your friends are posting about the fact that they've been drinking every weekend and they don't, you know, they don't remember what's going on and, you know, doing all these all, you know, illegal activities. The perception then is that you might be like that too. And unfortunately, in the, the hiring world, we now have so many candidates that it is so easy to toss that person's resume and go on to the next one. And I think that's what a lot of people, you know, whether they're 20, 30, 40, whatever, don't quite understand is, you know, we are who we associate with. So I often have to tell people, you need to unfriend some of those people. You know, if they're the person who's going to use the four-letter words and things like that in their posts, is that the perception that you want people to get of you, that, that you're like that also? Well, social networking is really not that different than in-person networking. And networking is a huge Mm -hmm. opportunity for recent grads, people that are Mm -hmm. struggling in the job market. And I don't just mean reaching out and asking people to help you. Because networking is is a relationship. It's a two-way relationship. So if you ask me to forward your resume to someone... Mm -hmm. There's got to be more of a relationship Mm -hmm. there than a one-time shot. But I always look at social networking and say, would I have that person in my home? Mm -hmm. Would I have that person at a business event that I was throwing Mm -hmm. where my clients were going to be there? And if I wouldn't, why on earth Mm -hmm. would I connect with them online? Right. If I wouldn't feel comfortable having them meet my clients, which is what something like Mm -hmm. LinkedIn does, Mm -hmm. is it introduces your contacts. Yeah. Um, then why would I well, have them Because how online? many times do we go to somebody's profile, whether it's LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, you know, all of those, and, and you go and you look to see who their friends are. Mm-hmm. And especially now, you know, and on Facebook it's the, the biggie, but you get the thing that says, you know, so-and-so has sent you a friend request, and, and this person, this person, this person are also friends. I look at that. Absolutely. You know, who, who is that mutual connection? If somebody tries to friend me on Facebook and we don't have any mutual connections, unless they've told me why they want to become my friend, I won't accept it. If we've got more than about 10, now I still always go to their profile. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to make sure that I see a little bit about them. One of the things that I do on Twitter, um, you know, I'm, I'm, the funny thing is I'm not overly active on Twitter, but I get about 50 new people following me every day. And I was going to use one of the, the services that did an auto-follow, so I didn't have to go to every profile. And I thought about that for about 10 seconds. Careful. Yeah, Lita just made this face at me. And, and it was because yeah. precisely that yeah. I wanted to go to their profile and see what they were posting about. You know, are they the type of person that is following 10,000 people, only have five following back, and maybe the only thing they have posted is a link to a video? Now, that might be a fun video, but, you know, maybe not something. Because I don't want somebody else seeing, hey, Deb connected too. Right. And, you know, and, and then they go there and, and assume, oh, you know, this this is the thing. So I always look at somebody's profile. LinkedIn, I'm not quite 
as discerning because LinkedIn tends to be much more professional. I, I look at the profiles more to see who they are and why it would be a good connection. You know, do they work somewhere that, that sounds interesting? You know, things like that. I will connect with virtually anybody on LinkedIn because it is more professional. But on Facebook and on Twitter, no, I look at them very closely before I even think about it. Well, and that's interesting you say that with Twitter. Um, I, I have like 4,500 or so followers on Twitter. I, I'm the same as you. Mm -hmm. I get tons of follows mm -hmm. every day. I put them into a folder, mm -hmm. and sometime over the weekend, mm -hmm. I sit down with my laptop out yeah. in the beautiful sunshine, mm -hmm. and I just go through each one. LinkedIn, I am very discerning. Mm -hmm. I really am. And I know that, you know, a lot of my professional colleagues think differently. Um, if, if they have some connections to me, but they haven't personalized the message like you, mm -hmm. I'll look at the company, I'll look at the connections yeah. that we have. Why was Telemarketer there? out of India? Mm -hmm. Probably no. not. Mm -hmm. Because there, I don't see it as a mutually mm -hmm. beneficial business relationship. Mm -hmm. But the, the sure way to get my attention or, or most people's attention is to personalize that invitation. Mm -hmm. That is such a great yeah. opportunity. You know, I heard you speak mm -hmm. today or I really enjoyed your, your mm -hmm. article in this magazine. Yeah. Some personal connection makes me know right. that you really mean to connect with me and you're not just sending it out to anyone whose name starts with L. I got one from somebody yesterday who said, I just subscribed to your blog. I have to connect with you on LinkedIn. I yeah. thought, bing, 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 bing. Somebody sends me the... This person would like to connect with you on LinkedIn. Yeah, maybe not so and much. And they say they're a friend. Yeah, really. No. I don't know how you grew up, but friend was something special to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and 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 when I'm thinking, I don't know their name, and yeah. I certainly don't recognize their picture, and, right. and all of those things. And plus, we get so many requests. You well, know, so so you should say, hey, you know, it was great meeting you at the the chamber lunch today. Mm -hmm. I would like to connect with you on LinkedIn. Jog my memory so that if I've forgotten who you are. Mm -hmm. That gives me that, oh, that's who that was, and I remembered that I needed to follow up with you, something like that. Well, and it all goes to your reputation, mm -hmm. as you mentioned. It all goes to the image that you're creating about yourself, mm -hmm. and that sets an expectation. Is it important to have over 500 connections on LinkedIn and 4,500 people on Twitter? No, it's really not about the numbers. Mm -hmm. It's much more about the quality because right. you can get the mm -hmm. numbers very quickly by spamming. Well, and it's funny because as, as you were saying that, I just had this flash of, the, the person who wants to be the popular girl. So they will friend anybody because the only thing that matters to them are the numbers. They right. want to be able to say, you know, I've maxed out my Facebook account at 5,000 people. I've done this. I've done that. But then when you ask them, okay, so you needed a business connection or you're out of work or whatever, did you reach out to your social network? Well, no. Those really aren't my friends, but I have 5,000 of them. Right. <laughs> friends with a little F. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and Or the funny thing is now I do friends with a capital F. If it's a Facebook friend, it's a capital F. Um, you know, and, and But I think this, uh, you know, kids get so caught up in they have to be popular or they have to post too much. I think that's one of the, one of the drawbacks. I told my students today, I said, we don't connect on Facebook until after I'm out of, until I'm not teaching you anymore. Because I don't want to see some of that information. You know, it, sometimes they're posting funny, sometimes they're posting serious, but I told them, you know, I, I was telling another group, I said, I don't want to find out, you know, that you told me you couldn't get an assignment done because your grandmother's cat died and you were having the funeral. And then see on your Facebook page that you were posting all about your party. Because kids don't know boundaries. And I think that might be one of the problems is they will post everything and they're jeopardizing their reputation. Well, Deb, I'd almost argue with, um, I think social media gave a lot of adults the um, oh, yes. permission to forget boundaries. Mm -hmm. and, and again, if you think about your personal brand as your mm -hmm. reputation, then whether you're 20, 40, mm -hmm. or 80, 
you know, think about what you're putting mm-hmm. online. Um, I knew a good friend of mine. Our kids went to school in the same school, and she was frustrated mm-hmm. with certain things that the district was doing mm-hmm. and would take to social media oh, to no. let that be known. Oh, dear. She's not, you know, she's not 20. Uh-huh. And, you know, I would pull her aside mm-hmm. and say, you know, I really just don't think. She says, well, I don't care what mm-hmm. they think about me. Since you have a son in high school mm-hmm. there, I would think about that. Right. Um, you know, we, we forget. We get a sense of anonymity. We mm-hmm. get a sense of, you know, no boundaries, mm-hmm. no barriers, but anything you post online, you have to assume it could show up in the New York Times. I'm personally connected to a lot of media people mm-hmm. online intentionally mm-hmm. because it's a great way right. to promote my book and my speaking. Uh, I would never say anything that I wouldn't be comfortable with any one of them mm-hmm. pulling me aside and saying, I want to learn yeah. more about that. Well, and I tell people, follow the grandmother rule. If your grandmother would say, what did you just post? Then you shouldn't have posted it. Yeah. And now, my hopefully you do case, that before. That wouldn't be a deterrent, but... <laughs> She'd, she'd say attaboy, but yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah no. I know what you mean. Yeah, you know, and, and but yeah, if you wouldn't want your minister, right. your spouse, your whoever to know about it, then you shouldn't or post it. Or your potential it. employer. Yes. Yes. Or your current employer. Mm-hmm. Oh. I have a video that I did a couple of years ago about social landmines to avoid at the holidays. Mm-hmm. You know, people that would go and do a YouTube video announcing how they're going to look for a new job next year mm-hmm. and reasons. There's a website called Fired on Facebook. Yep. Talks I'm, all about mm-hmm. that. They have their own Facebook page. Yes, they yes, do. Yeah. So we are at the bottom of the hour. So we're going to go ahead and take a quick break and come back and really talk about social media and your reputation. Great. He was born in the summer of his 27th year. Coming home to a place he'd never been before. He left yesterday behind. Might say he found the key for every door When he first came to the mountains His life was far away On the road hanging by a song But the string's already broken And he doesn't really care It keeps changing fast And it don't last for long Say that he got crazy once and he tried to touch the sun And he lost a friend but kept a memory Now he walks in quiet solitude, the forests and the streams Seeking grace in every step he takes His side is turned inside himself to try and understand the serenity of a clear new mountain lake And the Colorado Rocky Mountain High I've seen it rain and fire in the sky 
All right, we are back. I am Deb Creer, the socialite, and I am passionate about working with people to show them how to use social media to promote themselves and their businesses. And my guest today is Lita Citron. And I never say your name right. I apologize. Okay. There's these little accent things in there, and you know, English isn't always my best language, and so you know, it always All throws those me French. I just know. had to make silly, it silly. complicated. And you know, I'm, I'm the person that goes through with you know nobody pronouncing my name right, and so. But uh, but anyhow, my guest today is Lita. We'll just do first names. And we are talking all about the importance of personal branding and managing your reputation. And I really want to focus this uh, time on social media. Mm-hmm. We've talked a little bit about how people share too much, how they get carried away with things. What advice do you give to people, especially maybe somebody who's venturing into social media for the first time? You know, they just set up a Facebook account. And they're thinking, oh, this is the greatest thing since sliced bread. I'm going to tell everything to everybody that I know. Um, well, th- the first piece of advice is have a game plan. Um, you know, people started blogs and thought the whole world wanted to hear everything they had to say. <laughs> they went on Facebook and they posted every picture that they thought ever was flattering, ever taken. Um, LinkedIn just connected with everybody. And there really was no game plan. So everyone that jumped in that now has to sort of reposition mm-hmm. or s- anybody who is considering getting into social media, my advice would be to have a game plan. How do you want to show up? How do you want people to feel about you? Mm -hmm. If you want them to see you as approachable and warm and talented, that's going to direct the photo that you use. Mm -hmm. It's going to direct the tone and the positioning that you take. If you want to be seen as aloof and elite and exclusive, that is going to direct Mm -hmm. all of the positioning that you take. And then the second part is figuring out who your audience is. If you are addressing a you know a 18 to 24 year old audience let's say you have a product or a service mm-hmm. that that supports that that market yeah you're going to look at something like myspace you know you're going to talk to the what are there three people left on myspace <laughs> um but you're going to go where your audience is mm-hmm. it's not a one size fits all social media is not it is a, it is a vertical channel that through which we market so understanding what your positioning is understanding who your audience is and then understanding the resources the commitment having a calendar of, you know that mm-hmm. you're going to be posting towards it's a strategy. Mm-hmm. Now, that's if you're going to use it for some type of a business. Um, if you're just going on there for social, I, I would say still consider how you're perceived mm-hmm. because you might work for someone mm-hmm. and they want to make sure that you're right. consistent. But it may not have to be as strategic as if you're, let's say, a business owner, an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. or you work in a high-profile mm-hmm. space. Um, but a strategy is where you start. Well, and the whole employment thing with social media mm-hmm. is – getting more and more complex. You know, we talked a little bit ago about some of the HR issues and, and things, and some of those are, you know, in an interview you can't ask someone, for example, Lita, are you planning to get pregnant in the next year? But what if you've posted about that on your Facebook page? Mm-hmm. Is it fair game if you have your profile set to everyone? You know, I was working with a young woman who she had, she was fairly young, 25 or so. She had this great LinkedIn profile, and which was, it was very nice because 
that's not the average demographic on LinkedIn. It's a much more mature type of person. So we had a really good LinkedIn profile for her. Talked about her volunteer work because she didn't have a lot of direct work experience. So we had all this great information and she was getting nothing. So I went and I looked at her Facebook page. And bless her little heart, she was just recently engaged. And it was so cute. She's gushing about her fiancé. And she was gushing appropriately. I mean, it wasn't anything that Grandma would, you know, turn up her her, uh, eyes at. But then she's also talking about the fact that her fiancé is probably going to take a job out of state and she's going to be moving. That's why she got no interviews. Yeah. You know, and, and I think that's where people get a little mixed up is they think, okay, I can be professional on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. And then I can tell everybody every single thing in the world on Facebook. And you know, one of the new trends is that people will go to somebody's Facebook page and perchance they know they have a mutual connection. Then that HR person will contact that person almost mm-hmm. like it's a reference and say, tell me about. And there are businesses now that are starting you know, little enterprising people that, that we have here, where they go in and they, they do that online reputation search for somebody. Right. They scrub out those details like religion, ethnicity, you know, all of those various things, and then give somebody the, uh, the report that says, you know, this person talks about the fact that they quit their job and they stole from the company. You know, maybe you were joking about that. When you posted it on Facebook, maybe you weren't. The employer or a potential employer doesn't want to look at that. So how do you address maybe the person who did that? They put something bad out there, and, and they were just joking, but, you know, it's it's there. How can you f- try to start fixing these things? Well, and, and first, but for disclaimer purposes, I'm not a lawyer, so I don't speak to any of the um, HR. <laughs> we're not a HR. lawyer. We don't play them on uh, TV. No. <laughs> and, and so I don't speak to any of the legalities, although I do consult quite a bit with lawyers, mm-hmm. Um for the legalities of, mm-hmm. of the HR applications. And the, the point that you hit on, which I've heard from many HR people too, is that there's no such thing as a privacy setting. Right. Um, setting those, and when I speak at the college level mm-hmm. and they all look at me and roll their eyes and say, well, I have all my privacy settings, mm-hmm. I can legally show you how to walk mm-hmm. around them. It, completely ethical, yeah. completely yeah. legal. It could be as innocent mm-hmm. as calling a mutual mm-hmm. friend. Um, but it really gets down to how you want to be positioned. And, you know, regardless of where you are today, you have to think about the future. Mm -hmm. And I might not be looking for a job today, Mm -hmm. but there's no such thing as private Mm -hmm. if you're putting it online. So the idea of having one for social and one for business, I I just, I don't buy it. Well, and you never know who you're connected to. And it's permanent. They're archiving Twitter in the Library of Congress. It is permanent. You know, you might think that you're only connected on your Facebook page with the, the women from your Sunday school book club. Okay, that's a great thing. So you're probably not going to be posting anything really strange on there, but you never know who those women might be married to. So, you know, just always keep that in mind. Or they might know of a great job to refer you to or, you know, all of those various things. What problems do you see with social media? Is it the oversharing? Is it the fact that all of a sudden we don't think we have boundaries? Is it all of the above, others? I I think (laughs) it is all of the above, and I think it is a false sense of anonymity. Um, or a false sense that we're sort of just having, you know, Deb and Leader mm-hmm. just having a conversation over coffee. Mm-hmm. That's not what's happening. There are people watching. There are people you don't know watching. Mm-hmm. Um, there, There is nothing to say that I couldn't share some confidential information mm-hmm. with Deb, and Deb turns around and forwards it to someone else maybe innocently. So if you if you have something negative to say, if you have a problem, that is not the place to put it. And I do have some rules. I say, you know, if that social media is not the place to disparage brands. It is not the place to take out your political and religious vents. Um, unless that's how you want to be known. Mm-hmm. If you're a high profile 
figure and that's your angle, mm-hmm. then of course you're going right. to talk about it. But if that's not how you want me to feel about mm-hmm. you, careful putting it mm-hmm. online. Um, I did have an experience on Twitter, um, and I share this with, with groups all the time, that my little KitchenAid toaster oven convection guy decided to quit working one day. <laughs> and I was so frustrated. I just happened to be in the mood to cook, you know, make cookies mm-hmm. that day. And I had my little toaster oven guy. He decided to stop. So I oh, went no. to Twitter. I know it's devastating. And, sh- you know, short of going out and buying another one, which is what I would have done, I put on Twitter and I said, I'm frustrated that my little, and I did the at KitchenAid ah. toaster oven has decided to take a day off. Mm-hmm. That's all I said. Mm-hmm. I didn't disparage the brand. I didn't complain. Within seconds, KitchenAid, con- you know, direct messaged mm-hmm. me on Twitter and said, how can we help? What's yep. going on? problem was solved. Smart companies are being Mm -hmm. very proactive about that. But even if they aren't, this is not the place to go to share gossip, Mm -hmm. to share confidential information. When I speak to large companies about branding online, one of the first things I do is I get a hold of the brand guidelines Mm -hmm. and the social media protocol for those companies. And sometimes they're a paragraph. Sometimes I just spoke at a company. I mean, this thing was 25, 35 Mm -hmm. pages long. Um, they don't want the employees to get in trouble. Right. They don't want their brand to get in trouble. Mm-hmm. And anytime their employees are going online, they're talking as an ambassador mm-hmm. of that company. So having those protocols and sticking to them really can prevent mm-hmm. that. Um, we don't want to share confidential information, right. and we don't want to disparage other brands. Well, and I think what frustrates me when I work with a company is when they say, we don't have a social media policy. Well, you can't just say use your best judgment. Yeah. This is completely unchartered territory. Well, and, you know, they don't understand that, you know, or, or they might say you can't use it at all. You can't be on right. Facebook. I love that. The firewalls. We have oh, firewalls. Yeah. Okay. Really? No one has a so, smartphone. <laughs> yeah. I'll take my smartphone and yeah. I'll go to the bathroom and I'll check my Facebook page. Exactly. Or, you know, I've had people that come up to me and they say, well, I just set up an account in my dog's name or my child's name. Please, your boss right. is not that stupid. Okay. You know, they will figure it out. And especially if it's a corporate policy that you mm-hmm. can't do that, follow those rules. You know, there's nothing that's going to happen on Facebook that you can't live without. Well, and the other thing, too, and, and this is something we often don't think about, is taking credit for the work of others. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in, in an exuberance or an excitement to share something you might have found online, uh, a lot of times people will take that thought or that intellectual property, mm-hmm. paraphrase it, and put it on their Facebook mm-hmm. wall. It is so much easier and it's so much be- uh, more beneficial to simply repost mm-hmm. or connect a yep. link. So at least you're taking credit for mm-hmm. finding the information, but you're not trying to take credit for generating mm-hmm. the content. Um, and that's a slippery slope online. Well, and it builds goodwill to that person. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, and I do that probably once a day where I see a great quote or, you know, a, an inspirational little picture or something and I will say, you know, I saw this on so-and-so's page today. Almost always that person comes back and sends me a note later on in the day and said, hey, thanks. Yeah. You know, it took me an extra, what, four seconds to right. type their name, but it built that goodwill. Mm-hmm. And and I definitely wasn't taking credit for it. Right. And so that's, that's another opportunity. Mm-hmm. And as well as I think because social media is a social place, mm-hmm. it's about engagement. It's mm-hmm. about um, celebrating the success of mm-hmm. others. And if somebody does something great, I, I remember when my book came out um, and I got the proof from the publisher and it came to the P.O. box and I went and picked it up. I ran home. I peeled it back. 
I, I mean, I had, I had engaged my social media audience with me mm-hmm. in, in building this book and getting it, you know, designed. I remember, I remember. It, it was like, it mm-hmm. was like this, you know, giving birth mm-hmm. process. And when it finally came out, I took a f- picture with my computer. Yep. I had no makeup on and I have this like kid eating an ice cream cone look on my face. And it was so cool mm-hmm. to have so many people that I don't even know, like you, yeah. like I know you, mm-hmm. really just kind of come out of the woodworks and say, mm-hmm. bravo, this that's is so cool. That is yeah. really cool. Yeah. And it was that authentic, mm-hmm. real, you know, I'm yeah. not going to overly polish mm-hmm. it. I am really yeah. excited. Well, and, and celebrating the success of other people is a great way to engage. And you had time to do the polished picture later. Of course. You know, and, and in fact, that's the, the picture that you've got on, on your site. But, you know, yeah, to, to show that, glee of having that first human. That was what was so cool. Well, Um, and that's where, you know, when you see somebody who's expressing something mm -hmm. that's really personal and meaningful, Mm -hmm. it's a great way to connect. And Mm -hmm. that's the social part of Mm -hmm. social media. It's supposed to be back and forth, Mm -hmm. not just one-sided. And if you balance your strategy, so if you create that social media strategy Mm -hmm. we talked about, and you you share information, you celebrate the success of others, you build awareness Mm -hmm. There are people that are going to let you sell. Yep. It's going to be okay yeah. to sell. And I can talk about the book and I can offer, um, you know, a, a seminar with the book or I can talk about the fact that, you know, um, book sales are doing great and I can promote myself mm-hmm. through social media. Yeah. It's allowed. Great. Well, we're going to come back after this break and talk a little bit more about social media, about things that Lita might have coming up and anything else that's going on in our lives. Take another look What would happen if you took Extra minute, maybe two Let the world come into view Trade the bad for good Treat yourself the way you should Never rest your weary head Instead of tossing in the spare Just turn to summer Soon will come November rain Seasons march like a drummer Don't you ever let them go and fail Cause it's just another day And another way We can work it out There's no doubt Don't you pout Find the things you need to say There's no time to waste Love is in the air Standing there if you dare Yes, I've got another day To shine And I'm too, too, too fine It's just another day Just another day Make the time to fall in love Beneath the stars above Write a novel, read a book Shakespeare's worth another look Feel the wind against your face Feel it slowing down the pace No more winning, others lose In the end, it's up to you Just turn to summer Soon will come no Cause it's just another day Find another way We can work it out There's no doubt Don't you pout Find the things you need to say There's no time to waste Love is in the air Standing there if you dare Yes, I've got another day To shine And I'm too, too, too fine It's just another day The dance is underway We keep finding out Another day. 
Hello, and we are back for our last section of The Socialite. I am Deb Creer. I am passionate about working with people to show them how to use social media to promote yourself and your business. And my guest today is Lita Citrone. Of, uh, she is a personal branding expert. Her company is Lita360. She has a great book out, Reputation360, Creating Power Through Personal Branding. You can get it on her website, and you can also get it at Reputation360, spell the numbers out, so reputation360book.com. Uh, so we were talking a little bit before the break, uh, a little bit, a lot, about social media. Facebook is going to be doing a ton of new changes. They were going to roll out what they call the timeline. You'll no longer have a profile. You will have a timeline. And it's very interesting, some of the changes they've made. One of the things that, that sparked my memory when we were talking is now, they're the, and most people now have it, it seems to have disappeared from my Facebook right now, but is the what we're calling the ticker. It's kind of the running commentary about what's going on on all your pages. One of the cool features about it, especially if you're using this as a business person or a way to really get your information out there, anytime something happens on your page, it gets back into that ticker. So maybe, you know, like today, I did a post about the, the show that we were doing. Four people commented. Every time they commented, it went back into the ticker and reappeared to every single one of my friends and every one of their friends. So it's a great way to start getting your message out there. So maybe those four people, if I'd responded four times, that meant that was going out there eight times. So the ticker has kind of some benefits, some, you know, some drawbacks, things like that. It's, it's, for me, it's information overload at the moment. But, you know, it's, it's kind of a cool way to, to start getting a little bit more out there. One of the things that we've talked about is watching your posts, and the ticker especially, I have noticed, it's showing maybe the first 10 words or so. So think carefully about what those first 10 words are. If that's the only thing somebody sees of you, what do you want your post to say? You know, so I, th- I would think that that's a great way to really start watching what your, your online reputation is. Well, absolutely. And, you know, we, we have been talking a lot about social media. Obviously, it's near and dear to your heart. I just want to um, mention, though, that it is just one channel. Yes. So if I see Deb, you know, having a bad day and posting, you know, rah, 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 um, online, I, I don't know Deb to be that person. Um, if we think about personal branding, it is much more holistic than that. Mm-hmm. And what I walk you through in the book, and there's obviously a big chapter dedicated to social networking and building your online online profile. But there are other there are other tools to be considered. Your in-person networking, mm-hmm. your body language, your image, your style, how mm-hmm. you put yourself together, the elevator speech mm-hmm. that you use for networking. All of those things are equally as important as how you show up online because mm-hmm. they all go to build the reputation right. and the ex- expectation I'm going to have of somebody. Where I think the online space is so valuable is it it really it can precede you. So when I go and I give a presentation at a company or at a, a conference and I'll say, how many people Googled me? You know, half the room will mm-hmm. raise their hands. I know exactly what they found. Mm-hmm. I ego surf, right. which is when you Google mm-hmm. yourself. Which everyone should constantly. do. Constantly. I don't ever want to walk into a room mm-hmm. where somebody says, 
uh, I saw those videos online. Mm-hmm. That doesn't scare me. I know what videos mm-hmm. you found. <laughs> I put them there. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I re- recently taught a class, and this woman in the class um, had a very unusual name. And I'd given, been given the list of attendees ahead of time. So her name was Catherine, but it was spelled really different. So I'm just for the purpose of exercise, I'm going to go ahead and Google her. And two things popped up before Google tried to fix the spelling of her Mm -hmm. name as if I had typed it in wrong. The first hit was for an adult film star. (gasps) Oh, no. Exactly. Of course, that got everyone, you know, all the males in my Uh house were looking going, what class are you teaching? (laughs) Um, The second hit was for um, a request to do a criminal background check on this person. Now, in teaching the class, I came to find out that Catherine actually was looking for a job. Oh, no. Can you imagine? She had mm-hmm. no idea mm-hmm. this was online about right. her. So it is really important to make sure when you walk mm-hmm. into a room, you're the same person that I mm-hmm. found online. You know, you're not overly mm-hmm. scripted and designed and graphically enhanced mm-hmm. online, but then I meet you in person and you look totally different. Mm-hmm. Same thing with the energy level. Uh, if you go to my website, there's vibrant colors. Mm-hmm. It's bold graphics. It's big text. Because that's who I am as a person. Mm-hmm. And I don't want you to be disappointed. I want you to know exactly who you're going to meet in person. Mm-hmm. Whether you've seen my LinkedIn profile, my website, my blog, my YouTube videos, or my resume. It all works hand in hand. Mm-hmm. You asked earlier about, you know, what do you do when maybe there is something negative posted online. Because we have so much control in social media, you actually can go in and take some of that mm-hmm. stuff down. So if you've posted to a blog and yeah, maybe, you know, you had a chip on your shoulder that yeah. day. You were really having a bad time. You or, vented about the quarterback situation yeah, at the Broncos. Maybe there was alcohol involved. <laughs> but, you know, you can take those posts down. You can untag yourself from unflattering photographs. Um, and there are a lot of proactive ways mm-hmm. that you can, you know, from an SEO standpoint, from, from, from the Google results, mm-hmm. you can actually manage how much content shows up. So if there is something that you can't take down, um, you know, setting up a Google profile, setting up LinkedIn and Facebook and Twitter, mm-hmm. buying the URL of your own mm-hmm. name and putting a resume or a micro website there, all of those things in a positive light tend to kind of outshine that one or two negative mm-hmm. um, result that shows up. And as we talked about earlier, it really is about norming. So if most of what I find online about you is really flattering, mm-hmm. but then one person had something bad to say about you, I'm probably going to look at the weightiness Mm -hmm. of the two Mm -hmm. and say, most likely she's a pretty good person. Well, and as you mentioned, you need to know what's out there, you know, because there, you know, you have a very unusual name. I doubt that there's anybody else with your name in the world. There are three other Deb careers in the United States. So I know kind of what's going on with the other two, but it was funny. I saw um, somebody's job application one time and their cover letter they said, you know, when you do, because they knew it was when, not an if, when you do an online search for me, you will find, you know, and then they gave their name. Please know I am not that convicted felon. So they kind of jumped in in advance. That might have been a little too much. <laughs> it was it was rather odd that they had done that. But they said, you know, once they started doing that, they did discover that they had much more, you know, more people were following up with them. In advance, you know, people just went, oh, wait, that could be the convicted felon, so we're not even going to deal with it. Well, and I've had many clients come to me, especially after I speak on the topic, mm-hmm. and people will Google themselves mm-hmm. and call me in a, in a panic because they share the name with mm-hmm. someone who's serving time um, or some other noteworthy person. I had a client come to me after speaking here in Denver, and she said, I, I'm not involved in social media. I have a LinkedIn profile, mm-hmm. but I haven't really touched it. And I'm getting, now I know why I'm getting these weird emails from people asking, mm-hmm. Me if I'm okay. 
She Googled herself and found out she hadn't been paying attention. There's a very high-profile murder victim in the East Coast. Oh, no. The trial's actually finishing up now, who shared the exact same name as her, down to the middle initial, Ooh. and they both had blonde hair. <gasps> And oh, they no. were about the same age. Well, this woman is dead in a high-profile mm-hmm. murder case, and my client mm-hmm. is very much alive. So it was, you know, knowing that was one thing, mm-hmm. but being able to be proactive mm-hmm. and then, you know, obviously reaching out to the people who had expressed mm-hmm. concern, but showing some online mm-hmm. activity can quickly dispel that. Right. And there are little tricks you can use, and I walk through many of them in the book. Um, if you do share the same name or physical features mm-hmm. as someone who, you know, you could mm-hmm. be getting confused right. with. yeah. There are many things you can do. You know, and, and one of the things that we touched on, too, is social media is a great way to build a relationship with somebody, whether an initial one or, you know, further down the road. Twitter is actually how Lita and I met. I'm not sure how we – that we got connected through Twitter through a mutual friend, I think. We we saw some posts and, and, and we went, oh, this is fun. And so you never you know. Me. I know. I did. I stalked her. <laughs> you know, so you never know where those online relationships yes. will lead to. Well, and so two out of five marriages them. are coming from online. This is true. So. This is true. So, well, we are at about the point to wrap up. Okay. And I wanted to give you the opportunity to talk about what you've got coming down the road. Okay. You know, I'm probably going to be having some webinars once Facebook settles down again, which, you know, that's kind of a moving target. <laughs> I'm going to be doing some webinars. I'm walking people through the new steps. You know, if you like right. the ticker, if you don't like the ticker, what's the the new uh, timeline? We didn't even talk about the the big picture that you'll now have the opportunity to put on there is this big whole branding thing that you can have, and the columns and all those various things. So I'll be doing some webinars on that. But what what have you got coming up? Any well, sequel to the book? Um, there is a sequel to the book um, in, in the works. That's uh, going to probably be about a year away. I do a lot of work with military veterans, yeah. and a lot of my pro bono effort mm-hmm. is to help, especially disabled veterans, mm-hmm. transition back into uh, civilian careers. So the next book, I, I'm going to target right. that audience. Um, and I do a lot of uh, private corporate speaking mm-hmm. events and conferences. So unfortunately, those aren't open to the public. But what I would suggest is if people are interested in learning more about personal branding, you can sign up at my website which is www.lida, which is L-I-D-A, 360.com. I have a blog, which is unleashingyourbrand.com. And if you'd like a signed copy of the book, you can get that at reputation 360 book.com um, and I might be doing some webinars here coming up soon so if you're on my email list you'll get notified about those and um, thank you so much for the opportunity to be, to be here with you any last thoughts that you want to leave people with you know it, it it is such a wonderfully powerful thing to know what your personal brand is. It makes choosing what to wear easier. It it, me, it makes choosing your friends and your career options and the way you're going to walk into a room so much easier. And I've been challenged by a lot of people that I gave too much information away in the book that I, you know, could have um, sort of cannibalized the industry. But you know what? Take the book, use it, learn from it, feel that power, and I'll figure out how to make more. So... What car, song, and beverage are you? You don't know what car I would be? Oh, well, yeah. You're not a Volkswagen, I know. <laughs> I'm going to let you guess that, and you can all write me at lita at lita360.com. I would love to hear what you think.
Perfect, perfect. Well, um, before we wrap up, I wanted to thank the person who makes all of this happen, our fabulous engineer, Scott. He's the one who pokes the buttons and makes things go for us. We just sit here and chit-chat and look out at our fabulous view. You know, I can see Pikes Peak from here. This is one of those days where we love being in Colorado. I don't think there's a cloud. You know, up there's some wispy clouds out to the other. Boy, we can see Long's Peak. We can see the snow. Isn't it just great to be here? For everybody who's listening online who's not in Colorado, too bad. So with that, um, I will be back on the air in, uh, on, uh, in two weeks. My guest will be Lori Ruff, who is the co-author of, oh, I've lost the page, the co-author of Rock the World with your online presence. And Lori is the LinkedIn diva. So if you have questions about LinkedIn that you want to make sure that we answer, please send them to me on my Twitter account, which is just Deb Creer. Makes it really easy. D-E-B-K-R-I-E-R. Or connect with me on Facebook. My Facebook page is Deb Creer the Socialite. Until next time, have a great time, everybody, and enjoy the fall weather. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.